0: And welcome back to the Hall Gaming Podcast. My name is Jeremy Hall, and I am here with my good friend Nate from the Nonsensical Podcast. How you doing, Nate? Pretty good, Jeremy. How are you? I'm uh, doing good, best as you can. It's the uh, weekend when we're recording this, so uh, looking forward to a few days off.
1: It is, yeah. Uh, this is a uh, college football weekend. I know you're not. Oh, it is. Think of a football fan as that. Well, it's, it's sorry, not college football. It's the uh, the championship games. The it's true, it's true. The ACC, all that
0: yeah big 10 all that yeah <laughs> it's big 10 this week yes it is isn't it
1: <laughs> yeah they're all tomorrow except right now is the pac-12 we're, we're recording on a friday so
0: awesome and any bold predictions real quick uh so we can all be embarrassed after the after they're done <laughs> in this i <air. laughs>
1: I'll, I'll just i'll really quickly go through the four so tonight pac-12 i think usc is gonna win uh and then it's in order it would be big 10 acc sec so i'm gonna take ohio state okay at least two touchdowns all uh, right all right that's probably fair what did I say ACC? I'm assuming Clemson's going to win. I don't want them to, but I think it'll be a close game. They'll win against Notre Dame. Um, and then, as a Florida fan, I'm biased, but I'm going to say Florida wins uh, a very, very close game in the last couple minutes of that.
0: Fair enough. And to make this video game related, you could go all the way back to NCAA, uh, NCAA Football 14 if you want to play that on a console. Because <laughs> that's great game. the last time it happened.
1: You know how expensive that game is now?
0: Oh, yeah. I just. The licensing issues, they just couldn't do it anymore. And whoop, now everybody wants it.
1: Yep, Yeah, it's like a $75, $80 game. And it's, I mean, three, 360 and PS3. 360
0: yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably not a Wii version, but rip, rip if there is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so uh, this week on the podcast, we, our big story is going to be talking about Cyberpunk. Which, if you follow the game at all by this point, you're going to know that things have kind of hit the fan with it and with CD Project Red. Uh, before we get to that, we are also going to talk a little bit about Pokemon and which gens we think are the best, uh, focusing on the games. But the cards can get included as uh, parts of it as well. And then, yeah, we've got a lot of big episodes coming up. I'm lining up some uh, good guests, some good friends of mine. Uh, But, Nate, before we get going, as most of our viewers might already know, uh, you and Sam have started the Non-Pensensical Podcast, as well as Goon Studios, which is the network that this particular podcast is a part of. So, would you take a couple minutes, introduce us to your podcast if you haven't heard of it yet, and uh, yeah, just explain whatever you want to about it. For sure, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, like Jeremy said, I'm Nate. Um, A lot of you guys probably already know me. Uh, Sam is our my co-host on that, so we both kind of go back and forth and uh, kind of just have a conversation on our podcast. But we'll go, um, we'll hit everything from college football to the NFL to uh, video games. We do special um, holiday themed ones, so we have a Christmas one coming out. Um, well, it's this week. I don't know when this this podcast is going to release, Jeremy. But yeah.
0: this uh, upcoming week from when it, we're recording
1: it. <laughs> our, okay, okay, ours should come out Christmas Eve, so it'll it'll be right before Christmas. Um, But we cover just about everything. So if you guys are interested in Jeremy's podcast, you'll probably like similar things as us. Um, Sam and I talk a little more politics and a little more uh, sports. But uh, besides that, it's about the same. Um,
0: I'm a bit more uh, narrow-minded in a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Focus, that might be the word.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Sam and I are kind of all over the place. If you guys want to hear our rants, feel free to come and listen.
0: (laughs) It's a party. It's a real party. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We actually, uh, here's a little promo. We actually had a... uh, a two part podcast with Jeremy on. So if you guys haven't heard that, go check it out. That's like yep, our, yep. I think it's our third and fourth. It was podcast. your third and fourth episodes. Yep. So it's a little bit back. Uh, we're on like 11 or 12 now, but, uh, yeah, we've had two guests on. Hopefully we'll have Jeremy on here soon, planning yep. a big new year's podcast. So we'll see where that goes.
0: Awesome. And, uh, no, if you don't know, if, if you listen to, uh, the podcast, uh, that I was on, on nonsensical, you'll know this, but, uh, I go back a little ways with uh, Sam and Nate. Uh, I work in ministry, and at the time, they came up to intern with the church I was working with in Canada, so I spent two summers getting to know Nate, well, a summer and a very busy week or two. Uh, <laughs> you worked quite up for the whole summer before that, yeah. and I got to know uh, Sam that second summer as well, and uh, both great guys, both good friends of mine, and so I'm always honored to have them over here, and thrilled that I'm a part of the network too. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank you for having me
0: absolutely i'm sure you will be back so uh to rotate back to video games after five minutes nonsensical we've got to put it back in (laughs) Uh, i wanted to start off by talking pokemon now nate is a huge pokemon fanatic and i mean that in the best of ways collects the cards loves the game everything about it i grew up i love pokemon too i collected the cards when i was a kid like everyone did 11 12 years old Uh, I had to stop collecting them and get rid of them because at the time uh, my mom heard somewhere, uh, probably a religious show that uh, it stood for uh, pocket demons and it was satanic. And so I had to get rid of all my cards and all my games. And I was talking to her about that actually like three weeks ago. She's like, yeah, sorry about that. I realized <laughs> later on. <laughs> I
1: realized so, there were thousands of dollars,
0: and I, I yes, just, yes, like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, one of our favorite things is the freaking Chronicles of Narnia. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. actual magic in that. Like, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's C.S. Lewis. He's it <laughs> is. It is. He, he's a boss. Uh, but so I missed a few generations in the middle. So if I was doing the list. Some of those generations around with Diamond and Pearl and some of those were coming out would probably be at the bottom for the sake that I didn't experience them because those were the years that I wasn't really allowed to do anything with it. Fully intend to go back and play those games now. Uh, But... I have Nate on here to try to break down his list of which generations are better than the others. So a few caveats, we're talking about generations as a whole. So remakes, it's not quite so much that they don't count, but they get grouped in with the generation. So uh, like uh, gold and silver, and then like heart gold and soul silver, those are technically the same generation focusing more on the Pokemon and the experience and the story card games to a little extent. Also, we are not going into Pokemon spinoffs at all, which is sad because there's some great ones like Coliseum and uh, Mystery Dungeon. We all know that the best Pokemon spinoff is Pokemon Snap, though. Don't at me. <laughs> I am ready for that to come out remade on the Twitch soon. So, <laughs> okay.
1: So technically, I don't want to. I don't want to like. No, so no, 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 no. when you're thinking. So technically, Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Snap, is considered mainline. Um, along with <laughs> while uh, these these are kind of like half mainline. It depends on who you ask in the Pokemon yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokemon world. But uh, Gale of Darkness and um, is Coliseum the other one?
0: Uh, yeah, Coliseum. So and then those are the Gale. GameCube ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Those are the two GameCube ones. Because there was a Coliseum. No, Col- 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 Coliseum. Coliseum is the sixty. Uh, no, that was Stadium. Oh, stadium! Pokemon, you're, you're right. right you're right. You're right. You're right. Coliseum is GameCube, and then yep. XD Gale of Darkness.
1: Yeah, sorry. So Coliseum and XD Gale of Darkness are great games. Some of my yes. favorites. They're not they necessarily are. mainline, so I'm just going to exclude them. Yeah, but, but those are but those Gale are great games
0: game. nonetheless. Oh yeah. Uh, but, but what we're talking here is Pokemon Ranger isn't going to be on this list, <laughs> or the one that they just released for iPhone. That's like Pokemon Cafe. You know, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Pokemon uh, Sleep. They track your sleep.
0: Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, Pokemon Go. We acknowledge that exists. It's all generations. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, I was just. Go gonna ahead,
1: give it a, I was just gonna say. So yeah. When I rank it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, DS, 3DS, any any of the DS generations, and. So, yep. 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 Anything in that range is generally. Perfect. Mainline.
0: So uh, starting, uh, there are eight generations, correct? Or am I totally off the ball and I'm missing one somewhere? <laughs>
1: no, no, there should be eight.
0: Perfect. So starting at the bottom with number eight, we'll start with the worst and go up to the best. So what is your least favorite Pokemon oh, generation? Gosh. Um, gosh.
1: <laughs> so I probably have, oh, man. I, I might have. Are to-
0: there Are there a couple fighting for the bottom of the list?
1: Yeah, that's kind of why I, <laughs> I'm saying that. Um, I so I guess I should I should probably preface it. I am young enough that I started playing the series with um, Sapphire and Ruby. So right as soon as they went into the Game Boy Advance era, so I, I played a little of the Game Boy Color because I went back and played them. Yeah, but I started with uh, well, I guess Gen Three, and went back yep. from there. Obviously, Leaf Green and Fire Red went back to Gen One and. Hard Gold and yes. gold Silver,
0: but uh. I, 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 my first one. Just so I throw it in there, my first one was technically Gen One because I had uh, Pokemon Yellow, which was yeah. the more Pikachu focused one. But it yep. was still that Gen, that story. Uh, you just didn't get an option; you got Pikachu, and I loved. Yep. It. Uh, <laughs> and I, I skipped uh, Gold and Silver and went straight to uh, Ruby, gotcha. uh, and then and then I was out of the loop for a couple generations. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I guess I guess for me there'd be two tied at the bottom, so sixth okay. and seventh, um, which would be black and white to X and Y, okay, um, sun and moon, ultra sun, ultra moon. Yep. Technically, seventh generation is the Let's Go games, and technically, sixth generation is also uh, Alpha Ruby and Omega Sapphire. But in general, usually it's it's seen as X and Y and Sun and Moon, or the the generic ones that go with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: they're just they're just the bottom of my list because I they're I'm not a fan of the 3ds and I wasn't a huge fan of those games in general. I think Pokemon s- started to stray a little bit away from their original design when they went from uh, black and white to X and Y. Um, just just the, the the development of the, the Pokemon in general. Uh, I'm not a huge yeah. fan of Gen, Gen six and seven, but yeah. those are probably tied to my bottom two. They-
0: but Pokemon has always been a game where you can see Game Freak and the designers looking around their office going, okay, what yep. object could be? <laughs> well, no, <laughs> like, that's that's a thing. But, that's- but it really, really started getting out of hand in those generations.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Those are the generations where they started, like oh, it's an ice cream cone for a Pokemon, Vanelux. I don't yeah. know what generation that is, but you know what I mean. Like
0: You put ideas on the wall, throw darts at them, and when you finish those, you just
1: start throwing Yeah, Yeah, they're the just room. Really dumb. Like, some <laughs> of the things, like,
0: really? You had to make a Pokemon? Like,
1: first gen is all, for the most part, based off of some sort of animal. Same yeah. thing with second gen, same thing with third gen, fourth gen. Fifth gen, uh, six and seven. Yeah, no, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, even even eighth generation is a little bit like that. But I think Sword and Shield's a lot. Yeah, better.
0: I would put I would put X and Y at the bottom if it was me. And uh, you know, with the Sun and Moon, a little bit above that, kind of like those okay. games right there. Yeah, I at least I at least played Sun and Moon a little bit. I thought the uh, story wasn't really great or necessary. Yeah. Uh, I did like the fact that they did variants of existing Pokemon, so it was kind of cool to see like the. Uh, uh, the Aloha version of classic Pokemon, which is better than Ice Cream Cone Dude, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that kind of range, Sun and Moon, X, Y is at the bottom. Uh, what's above that for you?
1: Just barely above that for me would be Black and White.
0: Black and White, okay. I've heard a lot of good things about the story of those games. And I also see that, you know, in Canadian dollars, I go to the store and it's ripped it always costs 90 to like $140 up here to get it. Yep. So what is it about that game? Those games that didn't click as much?
1: <laughs> um, I don't know if it's not about it, not clicking as much. I think they just took a step in a different direction that yeah. the older fans like us aren't as apt to go. I mean, I think it was more so pointed towards kids, which was their issue. That's I fair. think I think by now we're a generation. now I think by now they figured it out and they're like, okay, people like Nate and Jeremy that are 22 and 26. Yep. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> people like J- Nate and Jeremy that are 22 and 26 <laughs> uh, are the ones playing these games. And that's like at least 60 to 70% of our audience. So why yeah, would yeah. point it towards them? Uh, they just didn't realize that black and white it's, it's, eh, it's, it's fine. <laughs> they're yeah. fine games. They're fine games. Like you said, the story is great. They're just, yeah. they're not my favorite.
0: And it is funny because I do think for the younger generations that started getting into Pokemon a bit later, that's a little bit higher up on their list because those were the entry level games for them. Uh, if you don't know, I've worked as a youth pastor in the past and I talk about video games a lot with the kids that are interested in it. It's something I love. It's a great connection point. I'm actually going to talk about that with a youth pastor friend of mine in a few episodes uh, that I went to college with. But uh Black and White, and also kind of Diamond and Pearl, too, uh, is one of those fond memory games for them. And I think that's because that's where they hopped on the train. I don't see anybody talking about X and Y or Sun and Moon and that fondness. But Black and White, kind of the tail end of Diamond and Pearl, seem to be a soft spot if you uh, kind of are in the second generation of Pokemon uh, players. (laughs) If yeah, you I, know I, what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I
1: kind of agree. I think Diamond and Pearl are a little less, unless you're yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about like the cards. Um, but the games themselves, I would. The, the games. <laughs> you'll you'll probably hear it later on, but Diamond and Pearl are leagues ahead of the ones we mentioned so far. I'm oh
0: making. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, black and white, like if you started playing Pokemon with those games, I think there's just an innate bias towards it. Yeah. But well, taking it as a whole, I think you're totally on the mark with it. And, and, let's, and let's be fair, like, there is not a truly bad Pokemon game, just in the same way that no, there are no. very few bad Zelda games when I talked about that a few weeks ago. But compared to themselves, there's definitely better and worse ones by Miles. For sure. All right. Uh, so we're at Black and White and Black and White 2, only po- only games that have a direct sequel in their generation that i'm aware of that's not a remake or like an expansion like ultra sun ultra moon uh all right moving on up the list what's above those
1: so we did eight seven six if we're going backwards so we have yep. five four three two one um yep. i would probably put gen two up there
0: i mean okay you're, you're, I, you're I, gold I, and silver and yeah I,
1: I love gen two Gen two, especially like Heart Gold Soul Silver, those are some of the best games around. Yes. <laughs> but and the Pokemon are great too. But it's just it was never one personally that I I resonated with because I I like I I played Gold and Silver. Like I said, I went back and played them, but it wasn't something that I uh, played as a kid, so I wasn't as connected. And then as I got older, I got the I went to Sam's Club, bought a brand new 3DSi XL, <laughs> maroon, pretty like nice thing. Started playing Heart Gold Soul Silver, finished the game, and then started doing the post game. And I left it on an airplane, and I never bought a new one. And I'm like, well, just not yep. going to play that generation. <laughs> yep. After so F- that, for that yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get to like shiny hunt or anything like that, but I got through right. the main story, and it was great. But yeah, yeah, it's I, just, uh, just it's middle of the road for me.
0: So I'm not listing out my preferences quite the way you are because I want to have one list, but when I was kind of sketching things out where I would rank things, I had a hard time with Gen 2 as well because it's not a bad game. It's really? one of the first few. It's just kind of odd. They Gen 1 is a classic just because it started everything. It's so many amazing Pokemon. Gen 3 is great, I think, too. Yep. Uh, but Gen 2, it's not bad for being bad. It's just kind of in an awkward place. and.
1: Gen 2 is my <laughs> second favorite group of Pokemon. I will say that. Yes, like, just the, the Pokemon are great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: For sure. Awesome. All right. Uh, so, what? Does that bring us up to four now?
1: Yes, those five. So we're at four. Yeah,
0: yep. All right. What is fourth place? We're getting into the good games, in your opinion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man
0: this is the top half of the list, so
1: yeah. Sword and shield is four for me. I think my my top three are all tied. So sword and shield is I guess it would be fourth technically, but the other ones are all tied for first, so it's kind of a second. <laughs> fair one. enough, fair and enough. Sword and shield are great, great yeah. games. I love them. I've played the heck out of them. I finished the Pokedex, including the Crown Tundra and the uh Isle of Armor. Finished the entire thing three times, reset my mm-hmm. game three times to complete it. Nice, nice. Um Great games overall. Uh, again, they they got a little weird on some of the Pokemon. Like, <laughs> just the things they made them from. It, it was, but it's, it
0: was it's getting better, better, though. It was yes. better. Yeah, like was like better. some of them, like Corviknight, like a bird in a suit of armor. I love that thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They hit it with some of them. Yeah. Oh, like Obstagoon. Uh, uh, fair we, enough.
1: Did we need a Gene Simmons version of Linoon? Not really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do we have it? Now we do.
1: <laughs> it, although I did see something really cool the other day Gene Simmons posted something that said, uh, he loves playing Pokemon with his grandson or granddaughter or something like that. That's awesome. Because he gets to point to that Pokemon and say, that's me. Like, they, they <laughs> use me
0: to make that Pokemon. <laughs> that is great. That is absolutely great. I thought that was pretty cool. No. And and the one thing I do have to say about, which which for me, we're getting into, I think we're going to have about the same opinions for, like, the top four. Uh, I would switch. For you, these last three great games are all about the same. I would flip. Uh, and a third-place sword and shield to take out Diamond and Pearl. But once again, remember, that was the generation I wasn't allowed to play. So I can't truly weigh it because I haven't played Diamond or Pearl yet. Uh, I I like the story of it. Uh, I thought they did a good job making Pokemon on a console for the first time. But the fact that they're expanding it with true DLC, like they haven't made like a yeah. Pokemon yet. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, I'm it, like... It, I- I'm split on it because I, I like that they're adding more content, but it's also, I don't know. what What's your take on that? Just as an aside.
1: <laughs> as a Pokemon fan and as a old Pokemon fan, like started Leaf Green and uh, Diamond and Pearl and Ruby, Ruby yeah. and Sapphire and all that. Like Isle of Armor should have been post game. Mm-hmm. It, it should have just been a part of the game in the first place. And then sure. If you want to sell me the crown Tundra and something else, that's fine. Whatever. It was only like 30 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I, there should have been some sort of post game included with the game, and that was the only thing that irked yeah. me. Besides that, I'm, I really don't have an issue with it. I mean, everyone yeah. has DLC now. It's they're not, it's not like they're doing loot boxes like EA. I'm not right, I'm, right, right. I'm perfectly fine with Nintendo. <laughs> and
0: and and for me, just for a full clarification on Sword and Shield, I uh, played through Sword all the way, beat it. I made it through the post-game uh, quest, you know, the one that I'm talking about. Yep. So I played through all of that. I didn't get into shiny hunting, and I didn't play either of the DLC expansions yet. Uh, I actually uh, I need to break it out and actually restart it. Um, my Switch died last year, and I lost all my save data with it. So probably break out uh, Shield instead and start over. Yep. <laughs> All right. So if your, your top three are all kind of close to your heart, which if I'm remembering right, we've got Gen 1 with Pokemon uh, red, blue and yellow. We've got yep. Gen 3 with yep. uh, with uh, Ruby and uh, Sapphire. Uh, Sapphire yep. Uh, and then that would be Gen 4 with uh, Diamond Correct. Pearl. For me. For me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So how does that all break down for you?
1: So I, I can not put them in an order because I do have okay. favorites. I'm just telling you they're all very, very. Bad.
0: They're all near and dear to your heart. <laughs> yes. So
1: third, we'll go backwards. Third will be Emerald Sapphire Ruby. All great okay. games. Amazing games. Love them. The legendary hunting at the end. Not as extensive as some games, but still really fun. You go catch all the Reggies. You can If you get a Game Shark, you can go get Deoxys and Jirachi and Celebi. (laughs) Um, I mean, you go get Rekwaza. Emerald is obviously the best because you could go between um, Kyogre and Groudon. You didn't just have to pick one. Um, But no, I mean, there are perfect, great games. Wouldn't change a single thing about them. Way ahead of their time. Love the Pokemon in them 100%. Um, Yeah, they're overall great games. I have no bad things to say about them. They're just not as good as the other
0: two, in my opinion. (laughs) Right. uh and and for for those ones for uh that that was gen three right that you just said gen three what do you think that the uh the omega ruby and alpha sapphire do you think that they improve or add anything to the experience or is it just a good retelling upgraded graphical version of it like did you play them did you play the re?
1: I, I played them about two two years ago. Okay, uh, I went back recently and played them. I am not a huge fan. Um, but I'm also like I said, I'm not a fan of the 3ds in general. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, anything on the 3ds, I'm probably good, not going to enjoy. So
0: you, so, so you prefer the advanced original versions? <laughs>
1: yeah, yep. Yeah, there's something about holding a Game Boy Advance in my hand and playing. That's Pokemon, true. You know? <laughs> like I, I have it on my phone. I have GBA for iOS or Delta, like everyone else does. But yeah, yep. there's something different. Like I have my my Game Boy sitting right here next to me jeremy yep. if i pull it out they're,
0: they're on screen. of course you do you have it uh within reach
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. oh there it is yeah that was sapphire but no i mean it's
0: i think yep. somewhere in the closet
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no they're 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 fine games they're just i, I would prefer the original still
0: so. awesome so which is two and which is one are we looking at diamond pearl or are we looking in gen one this
1: is the closest out of all of them
0: um which tells me that I really need to go play Diamond and Pearl. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, second place, and this this is a controversial pick. Um, okay. Second place, first generation. Okay. I love. Well, okay. Second place, first generation. As far as leaf green, fire red go. As far as blue and red go, obviously. Gray and yellow, uh, obviously great games. I mean, they, they paved the way for Pokemon in general. They yeah. started in Japan as green and red and were kind of a different storyline in general. Um, mm-hmm. if, you buy the, if you buy the Japanese version and play it, it's not at all the same as what you have. Yeah. Um, they ruined the sprites for a lot of the original shiny, so I'm still a little bitter about that. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, no, they're, they're, Leaf Green and Fire Red are some of my favorite games. Like I said, that was about when I started playing a little bit after. So I played Leaf Green right when it came out. I had a Venusaur to start because I was the one to write on the cover and I was a little kid and I'm like, oh, that's sweet. I'm going to pick. <laughs> the islands were cool. Going to the islands and doing those kind of things. Like it's just the mystery and like the, the the love of those games is near and dear to my heart. First place, obviously, I haven't said it yet. goes to Diamond and Pearl, Gen 4. Um, that was like the height of my love for Pokemon. I still love Pokemon just as much as I did. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. that was like... Me staying up till three in the morning, sneaking my DS from the living room, and my mom not knowing I'm playing Pokemon. <laughs> yep, yep. My brother caught a a Magikarp with a, a Master Ball in my game and wasted my Master Ball. I went and played, so I, I I played up to where you catch Palkia and Pearl. And Nathaniel Nathaniel's my buddy. He always gets the opposite of me, so he he got well. We both got Sword and Shield, uh, but he got like Diamond. And I got Pearl. Right. We both we both got to the point where the legendaries were there, and then we waited for the weekend to see each other to play it together. Yep. Because Ben threw my master ball, I had to use something else to catch Palkia. Caught him in two tries with a premier ball. Never going to try that again. (laughs) Like, it's just like the memories I have and the the fondness of my heart. And, like, honestly, it's not that controversial. A lot of people put it up there in their top three at least. Yep. Um, But there was so much to do in those games. I mean, the post-game, going to find the legendaries, the the underground, like, the uh, the tunnels, you could travel and explore all of the different areas and go get the shards and sell them for money. It's just... A even, like, that. Spirit, Spiritomb, that was, like, that was something no one had ever done in a game before. Like, you to, to get spiritum, it's still kind of... Ex, it's very similar in Sword and Shield as it was in Demon and Pearl. Mm-hmm. You had to... So, in the, the tunnels and underground, like, underneath the game, you could talk to other people that are online... You would have to talk to at least thirty people and then Spiritomb would appear in a certain Ooh. part of the game. Which is like that's 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 crazy. That's something it's never been done before. Obviously, it's easier to see now because it's been done. But yeah, it but was just such a cool you thing. And,
0: that. Like- yeah,
1: it was it was the mystery of the game, you know.
0: Awesome. Well, there is your list. Uh, a couple wrap up questions. Uh one, what you Obviously, one. I love your list. I think that you're pretty spot on. It's very close to what I would have put, even having missed similar. a couple of those games, missed a couple games. Uh, I'm definitely thinking. I'm. If you don't know, I stream on Twitch as well as Xenix68 uh, on Twitch. Um, I'm thinking about going through and playing some Pokemon here and there on stream. Uh, maybe shiny hunting if I can beat Shield again. <laughs> uh, but uh that aside so before we finish up with pokemon two last quick questions for you first when it comes to pokemon let's go you had the pikachu you had eevee kind of a retelling of the original gen one story with the uh pokemon go version of catching pokemon what did you think of that it wasn't a full-fledged pokemon game as in battling to catch the monsters but did you think it was a good experience
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're great games. I mean the the graphics are very different from what we're used to. Although it's a little bit more like Sword and Shield than uh, than most games, but uh, they're, they're they're different. But they're good. I mean, they had the the highest shiny odds of any Pokemon game. It was like one in two fifty eight if you chain enough Pokemon. Which as like I, I'm not an intense shiny hunter, but I I, I dabble. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean as as a shiny hunter, that's crazy odds compared to some games oh absolutely except uh, pokemon go pokemon go doesn't count as yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I i did as an aside i watch a few pokemon streamers and uh and phil is one of them i watch uh gotcha. and he uh he was he does a lot of shiny hunt stuff like that he was actually doing one uh with his wife on uh, pokemon sword and shield and okay. i forget which one they were looking at but you uh, he's a he's a partner streamer on Twitch. He's got some bank, so he basically told his wife, "Like, hey, every Pokemon we encounter up to a thousand, I'll give you a dollar for. Until we find this shiny, <laughs> but every Pokemon you go over a thousand, I take a dollar away." So that was kind of the catch. Interesting. For watching and like shiny odds are so insane. Like they they weren't hunting Gyarados at all, but they were going by, and she saw a like, Gyarados. She's like, "Should I try it?" And he's like sure go for it she's like what, what would i get if it's a shiny and he's like i'll give you a thousand bucks if it's red <laughs> and guess what it was <laughs> Red. <bearded>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a great video uh re- rest in peace to your ears if you watch it with headphones on Calls hers <laughs> uh it hit some octaves they didn't know existed oh man <laughs> uh, the, the, the last thing pokemon before we move on towards cyberpunk uh so i know that a lot of people do fun challenges with pokemon i'm sure you know Nuzlocks, all those sorts of things Uh, But one of the things I saw that most interests me is technically it's possible if you have the right pieces of hardware and right systems to take a Pokemon that you capture in Gen 1 on the Game Boy and bring it all the way up to now, to Shield, if it's, you know, the right Pokemon, you know. Obviously, Shield only supports some. Uh, That's something that I think would be a blast. But if you had the time and the effort – would you ever do that? Would you replay through the Pokemon games, but bringing one with you the whole way? <laughs> it, ooh, assuming ooh, time you wasn't you. an option. but uh, 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 Time, not an issue.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would 100% do that. I mean, I, I have some stuff in my home account that is from my original playthrough when I was like <laughs> eight of Leaf Green and Fire Red. But um, no, I, the, 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 my dream Pokemon, if I ever did that, is to mm-hmm. go into XD Gale of Darkness, get the Shadow Lugia, Purify the Shadow <laughs> Lugia, and take a Shadow Lugia into, I believe Emerald is the one that it transfers to, mm-hmm. and then it would be Emerald to Diamond and Pearl, Diamond Pearl to something, and then from there you can get it in a Poké Bank, and then Poké Bank yep, yep. transfers to home, and it's, I mean, it's a mess, but yeah, you can do it, and yeah, it would be sweet to have that Lugia because not only. Does it get a ribbon? I don't know if you know what ribbons do at all. Ribbons,
0: some a little bit, but explain, especially for the listeners. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's there's different things, but obviously you, you can get a shiny Pokemon that's really rare. Um, the normal odds in most Pokemon games is like one in fifty two hundred ish. Yeah, uh, I'm rounding, but that's close. Um, there is also ribbons you can apply to your Pokemon, and they come with oh, what are they? What are they called? I believe they're called. Um, hold on now ribbons. searching <laughs> well i i was hunting them for a while but i forget what they were yeah called. yeah it's been a few weeks since i played pokemon because cyberpunk came out and yep yep i got rid of some stuff to try and get a series x but yep. um any luck on that <laughs> still
0: no <laughs> yep it's okay <laughs> your your prince will come
1: <laughs> yeah eventually we'll see <laughs> um no so yeah it, it is ribbons i'm right yes okay. so. Um, some of them are extremely hard to get. So Some of them are crazier odds than shinies, and some of them are just really sought after because they're, like, impossible to get. So, like, beating beating the game with a Pokemon in your party gives them the Galar champion thing. So when you throw them out, it can say, uh, Pikachu, the Galar champion, which is a fine one, but obviously that's a more common one. Um, You have small chances of catching them in the wild with them, too. So, like, if it's raining, there's a 1 in 16 chance that you catch one... Um, with uh, like the, the the rain factor is a weather, and yeah, then it gives them something about being sad, like something that oppressed. There's also yeah one for storming. There's there's a bunch of different ones. Yeah, yeah. It I mean it helps you come up with some cool names. So like one of the ones I saw was um the thunderstruck. Like that's a cool tag you can put. It, okay. It's like a title for your Pokemon that you can put on. Um, bringing them <laughs> from other games gives them other other ribbons. So yeah. XD Gale of Darkness has its own ribbon that comes with that game. Purifying a shadow Pokemon gives it its own ribbon. Uh coming from Emerald has its own ribbon. Coming from Diamond and Pearl. So by the time that Lugia got to Pokemon it, Home and then eventually Pokemon Sword and Shield, it, it would have like eight something. really rare ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be sweet. That's why I'm saying that.
0: I uh, you know, I honestly completely off point of the podcast. I might look into start do, how to do some of that, to start playing through some of the old games and just take a Pokemon with me. Find a good one and take it with me through. And that would obviously be like a year-long process because I'm not going to make every stream Pokemon. I'm yeah. not going to be a Pokemon streamer, but that would be so fun, I think.
1: <laughs> Even just to get to the point where you can move it to the next game. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'd I probably start with Charizard because that's the most fun oh, after yes. Pokemon, obviously. Yes, for the most yes. part. And in yeah, the trading cards, it, is obviously Yeah. Good.
0: I mean, in every instance, you want a Charizard. Nobody never doesn't want a Charizard. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Nate, thank you for contributing to our knowledge of Pokemon. Uh, Perhaps we shall have you back in the future to talk about some more specific things. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to have you here and not talk about Pokemon a little bit. So, All right. Well, moving on to our main story of this episode, the wonderful, beautiful disaster that is Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, so many of you probably already know the glory and the fall of this game, all wrapped together in one. Uh, but Cyberpunk, if you've been living under a rock, which is totally fine, uh, was announced in May of 2012. I was still in high school at that point. I was about to graduate. I had one month left. It was announced in 2012. The first game, first teaser trailer came out in 2013. CD Projekt Red started moving its resources to working on that after it wrapped up with The Witcher. And it's this massive, incredible game that's been hyped up for like five to seven years of the adventures of Night City. So Cyberpunk is a tabletop RPG. I think it came out in the 80s. Yep. People were playing. It was kind of a cult classic. There had been one or two small games that had come out before. Like we're talking like. NES, Super Nintendo era type games, like not really great things. And so people were excited about the prospect, not just of this game, but of who was creating it because CD Projekt Red is a killer studio. One of the biggest ones in Europe. I think they're out of Warsaw. I might be wrong on that, but they have been working for a long time on this game and people have given them like a grace that comes from God as this game was being developed, like extending so much more patience than people would, especially gamers with pretty much any other developer. Uh, so uh, what happened is this game was supposed to come out in like April or May of this year, like a 2020 pandemic hits. It gets delayed to, what, I think, September and everybody's like, OK, that's cool. I'm sad, but, you know, the world's on fire, so we'll deal with it. Then it gets pushed back again a little later to November. And then a few weeks before that, it gets pushed back to December 10th and their whole thing while this game is being made is it'll be ready when it's ready. And people are like, you know what? We'll wait for it. It's cool. Some people were pretty annoyed after the third delay. But, you know, it's like when it's ready, it's ready. And this game comes out, uh, the reviewers, IGN, Game Informer, all these places, they get access to the PC version of this game a few days before release. And the reviews are glowing, like 9 out of 10 everywhere. Incredible game, beautiful, you know, a few bugs here or there, but it's a great experience. And then it comes out. And what people find is that if you're playing it on a high-end PC, it's an incredible experience. If you're playing it on a PS five or an Xbox series X, it's usually a pretty great experience though. It can be hit or miss. If you're playing it on a PS four or an Xbox one, it's trash. It's just bad, like barely playable between the graphics and the bugs and the constant crashes. It is not a game on those platforms that was ready to be released. And, uh, people are pretty fed up with it over this point. It's gotten to the point where Sony never has this happened before. Sony took it off the PlayStation store and said, we will give refunds to anyone who wants it. And we're not going to put it back up until it's good again. Uh, Microsoft, uh, they did not take it off of their store, but they are giving refunds as well. I imagine that relationship is a bit better because they have a lot of uh, partnership deals between uh, project red and Microsoft. It's like, Really being hyped up on the Xbox. Uh, And yeah, and CD Projekt Red is just scrambling to try to figure out what happened because, you know, they said we're not going to do Crunch. They did Crunch. They said it's going to be ready when it comes out. It wasn't ready. They said the whole game's going to be a meme two years ago. Well, that at least is true. So, (laughs) didn't age well. (laughs) So, we are going to talk about what went right with this game because some things did. What went wrong with this game and how in the world it might be possible to recover. So, uh, Nate, let's talk about your experiences with the game first. I know you have not the Series X, but you have an Xbox One X. You've sunk like 40 hours into this game, and you've overall had a good experience. And I really wanted your voice here on this as kind of the counterbalance for what this game looks like at its best. So what has been your experience with the game?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you said, I'm on a Series X. I When I told you I had 40 hours in, that was before today, so I'm probably like 60 <laughs> now. Um, but uh, no, it's been great for me. I have had minor issues, obviously, just like everyone else. So yeah. uh, my game will crash every maybe two hours of play time, maybe hour and a half. Um, when I get in a car and I try and do too many things at once, it gets a bit buggy, like mm-hmm. turning the camera around backwards while doing a power slide around a corner. Yeah, it's probably going to slow down. It might freeze for a second, but it's probably okay after that. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the most part, mine's been fairly smooth. Knock on wood, of course. Um, Yes. (laughs) But no, it really hasn't been bad for me. As far as the gameplay, though, it is an amazing game. Like the Mm -hmm. the storyline, I I don't know how much you played Skyrim. I played a lot of Skyrim. Oh, I
0: played all the way through Skyrim.
1: (laughs) Okay, it's basically Skyrim, but there's no load sequences between. So like Skyrim, like one of the first things you get to is a, is a bleak falls barrow. Is that what it's called?
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) I think so. I I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the the first dungeon you go into, obviously you go towards the dungeon, you click travel. I think is the, the cue it gives you. It takes depending on the system you're on, it takes anywhere from 30 seconds to five minutes to travel out of that area. (laughs) Yeah. And then you're (laughs) inside that dungeon and you kind of do your own thing inside of there. Um, Cyberpunk's not like that. So you you'll go on a mission and you have to go into a nightclub and go into the mm-hmm. basement of the nightclub to get something off a laptop. You walk straight in the nightclub. You walk straight to the basement of the nightclub. You fight a bunch of people. There's there's no load sequences for the most part.
0: Yeah. Um. Like unless you die or it's like there's a video play.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's there's obviously cutscenes and I mean there are between like levels because the city's very very vertical. Yeah. Very very up and down. So. When you're on elevators, obviously, yeah, the developers kind of hid low sequences in elevators because everyone does that. Yes. Yeah, so but it's not like a stoppage of play yeah. or anything. It's and, just and, one of those.
0: And I will throw in that a lot of times they put in some kind of a newscast or something. So you're still engaged even when yep, yep, yep. it's going on.
1: It's telling a story based <laughs> off of what you recently did in the main quest. Yeah. Yeah. But no, as a whole, it's great. I, I literally, I, I told Jeremy the other day, I'm trying to be one of the first people to 100% the game.
0: Yeah. And um, I think you have a good shot at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, because not many people are, are sticking with it. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> and but no, uh, I,
1: I finished the the full storyline for Pan Am, Judy, Claire, like all of the main characters so mm-hmm. far. Um, and I'm working on a lot of the side quests now, but I've gotten pretty far.
0: Yeah. And so I uh, my, my experience, I actually went and I returned the game myself. I do plan on if it gets cleaned up and brought up to the level it should be coming back to it, uh, but for now I just couldn't justify it. I have a PS5, so I'm not experiencing all the major horror th- horrific stuff that people on the last gen systems are. Yeah. However, I the, and well, like you said, the game is beautiful. And, uh the the story was good. Uh, transitioning was seen. Oh, story's great. Yeah, I don't think anybody can knock the story. I think it's everything else. <laughs> yep. Uh, But, you know, I just, ha- I had issues with it. It was frustrating. I, uh, my game crashed on a PS5, like I told you, because I hit the brake in my car and turned the camera to the left at the yep. same time. <laughs> and like, like for me, I'm like looking at this and looking at the experience and going a full price trip away game at launch on a PS5 shouldn't have these issues. And if it was just a one-time thing, you know, whatever, but this is happening everyone across the board. And so I ended up re- re- returning it. I'll get it again later and play it once they clean it up and all that sort of stuff, probably when it's yeah. cheaper. Uh but so there's a few things I want to point out here, and first off is that this game when it was announced, it was announced for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Like it it just took so long to develop, it got bumped to next gen. And the people who are playing it on their Series X and the PS5 those, the version for those systems isn't out yet. They're playing an upgraded version of the PS4 or normal ones. Correct. And you also have to remember the fact that most people don't have a PS5 or a Series X yet because of just difficulties getting it in scalpers. Uh, which, by the way, uh, the UK is looking into making that illegal, so... Awesome. Uh, So, but the majority of your base when you launch this game is playing on those systems. And it also seems to be that they launched it knowing that it wasn't ready. And I'm not blaming the developers themselves here, I'm blaming the board and the corporate above them. Because they said, we're not going to do crunch. They made them do crunch. They said that the game is running great on last-gen consoles. Obviously, that's bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, they're just uh, scrambling. Like Their stock, like yesterday, dropped by like $1.5 or $8 billion. Oh my Like, God. it's crazy. And people are getting refunds left and right. When I went to return my copy yesterday, I was the eighth person at that particular EB Games to do it that day. And I was talking to people in the store, and there there's two ladies who were working. One said, "Yeah, I had the same issue. I bought it. it was basically unplayable on my console." The other lady said, "I love it. It's fantastic, but I have a PC that will blow the plaster off your walls." So, <laughs> oh my. Uh, and 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 even IGN kind of references like when they everyone reviewed the game based off of the PC access they got a few days before. No reviewer had access to the console version until launch. So IGN reviews it. They obviously have some kick-butt uh, PCs to test things on top of the line. And they said 9 out of 10, incredible, almost everything we were hoping it'd be. They issued another review for the console versions, particularly if you're not playing on a next-gen system, and it got a 4 out of 10. And they were just like, this is terrible. So my first question uh, for is, what went wrong here? Like you've had a good experience and some people are obviously having good experiences and some people are going to defend CD project red to the ends of the earth and say, well, you're trying to play a next gen game on a last gen system. You should have known that. And I don't think that's fair. They're they're playing it on a game that was announced and supposedly developed for last gen and a time where most people can't get next gen. So uh, graphical differences, that's fine. A few more bugs, that's fine, but the difference between a pretty great game and an unplayable game, I don't think that's fair. So what went wrong here? How could they have missed the bar this much?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I mean, I don't, I don't see an issue as much with the developers, like you said. My thoughts are that someone above the developers, someone in management, someone in... Um, S- some level that isn't developing the game probably yeah. is like, Hey, we have pushed the game back four times. Now we've done it twice in the last month. You need to get this game out or you're fired. You know what I mean? So yeah, they're probably like, okay, I don't want to put this game out. I mean, integrity wise, this isn't going to look on good on us. It's going to kill our stock. Like yeah, all- an awful game as it is right now, giving me a month, it'll fix it up. But yeah. if their heads on the line, I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to do out. as a developer.
0: No, I, I would agree with that. And I'd say that, you know, obviously people sunk years of their life into this game. It's a passion project. Yeah. And when the game runs well, you can see just how hard they put into it. And I agree. I think it was somebody above the developer saying, get this out now. We have too many deals in place. It's been hyped yeah. up too much. We need a big holiday launch. Do it. And they didn't realize just how much it was going to fly back in their face. And the, the, the funniest thing is that, The whole time it's been being worked on, CD Projekt Red said, it'll be ready when it's ready. We're going to launch it when it's done, when it's ready. And even in 2018, when they were showing the big teasers at E3, when Keanu was announced as being a big character in the game and everybody's loving it, they said, you know what? It's going to be ready when it's ready. We'll let you know. And if they had stuck by that, I think it would have been a much better situation. Much better. Because now... You have the developers are still getting the short end of the stick because now they're being rushed to fix all the problems. Meanwhile, everybody is just kind of losing faith in the game as a whole. And for CD Projekt Red to lose that much goodwill so quickly, it's hard. Like, like people love this studio. They've played through the Witcher games. Witcher 3 especially is a fantastic game. They know they're, they have the quality. Up until recently they' they've been known for treating their employees well. And then in the space of seven days, it like, they went back on everything they stood for. And now also, ironically, in a game that pushes back against corporations controlling everything and abusing their employees and all that sort of stuff, it looks like that's exactly what the maker of this game is doing. Oh, the irony. (laughs) (laughs) And and let's also give a nod to the fact that Sony pulled this game off the PlayStation Store, which has never been done by the game company themselves. The closest uh, situation you have to this would probably be Batman Arkham Knight, which I don't know if you remember this. It's a great game. On console, ironically. But when it launched on PC, it was a hot piece of garbage and barely functioned. But And it was pulled off of Steam and those stores. The difference is Warner Brothers, the the studio that made the game, was the one to do that. You never had an instance where the actual console manufacturer, company, distributor has pulled it. And it seems that uh, CD Projekt Red, the people up top, didn't really know what was going on with that. Because somebody announced on Twitter, their guys like, hey, you know what? We're going to fix this. If you want a refund, you can get a refund. We'll make sure you get it. And then Microsoft and Sony and all the stores went, uh, no, you can't. We have policies for that. <laughs> and it's, it's, they said, you know, we're reaching out to Sony and Microsoft. And everybody that was in on those conversations is saying it did not go well. It was heated. And finally, Sony just went, you know what? This is on you, and like to CD Project Red. And they said, we'll give everyone their refunds. But the game is coming down until it's playable. And also, like, why not? Like, you, almost everyone playing the game on a Sony platform is playing on a PS4 of some sort. Almost everyone. There's just not enough PS5s out in the wild. And so when they're talking, if you're talking crap about Sony, Sony on a game that huge, like, this is the biggest launch since Halo 3 and Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah. Like, there's not been a game on this level. Uh, in the last like eight years. So they just went, you know what? Fine. The blood's on your hands.
1: Yep. So. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, 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 most, it's honestly, it, it is a revolutionary game as far as like what you can do and the, 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 the things that just like the differences between this and like a GTA or something like yeah. that. Like it's, it is insane. Like I have played Skyrim. I have played the Witcher. I have played Grand Theft Auto. Oh, yeah. I played all of them. This is on another level. Like it's just ridiculous. The amount of, customization the amount of uh stupid little things they included you don't even think like even the side jobs feel like full
0: storylines yeah. like
1: it's it's insane is like great. It is so <laughs> yeah
0: like i was uh i was talking on last week's episode we talked accessibility and gaming but also we talked open world games and the fact that just because a map is big doesn't mean it's better if you have just a bunch of odd little side quests that just clog up your quest line in there just for completionist purposes that doesn't make a good game when you have side quests that actually feel like they mean something or they're integrated in a good way it makes the game feel that much more alive and cyberpunk did do that like the design of the game the way it's meant to work all of that it's worth a 9 out of 10 it might be worth a 10 out of 10 when you get the last few bugs ironed out The problem is almost everyone's not on a platform that displays it the way it's meant to, at least not right now.
1: Yep. Yeah, I mean, the side jobs are like, honestly, I spent the last five hours just getting all of Johnny Silverhand, Keanu Reeves, all all of his items. So like you can get his aviators, you can get his pants, you can get his boots, you can get his jacket, his tank top, his car, his gun. And that might be it. And you actually get an achievement for it. So on Xbox, (laughs) it's called breathtaking (laughs) <laughs> which is a nod to the, the original yes, Cyberpunk yes. 2018 release. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's it's every side job no. feels like a full storyline on
0: its own. I, in, in the four-ish hours of the game I played before I took it back, I could barely tell which quests were the main ones <laughs> and which ones were the side ones. And that's a good thing. Like, it, yeah. it was good. Uh, like, obviously, I knew, okay, this is the direction the game started off in and it wants me to go, but they did a good job on that. Uh, And I I am still excited to play the game. I want to play the game the way it was meant to. It's just for most people, it's not there right now. So where do you go from here uh, where your uh, distributors are kind of turning against you? Uh, The majority of gamers are not thrilled with what happened at all. Your stock is plummeting. And it's funny because I make a point of doing something I usually don't do, which is going into the comments section. That's a uh, <laughs> that's a cave of despair right there. But going into IGN, I read the comments about these articles. I go into uh, CD Projekt Red's Twitter feed and the official Cyberpunk page. And people are split on this. And you can clearly see which people have a PC that can run it or have had an experience like you have where it's mostly legit. Which, to be fair, I will say to Nate that one i'm glad you love the game but two with a game of this size and this scale and this much hype and work put into it you should not have to say oh it only crashes every couple of hours
1: oh yes I know. like, like, very- like
0: <laughs> even if you can excuse that you <laughs> should <have> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. so where do you go from here is there a way that cd project red could come back from this and and let me be clear they have survived co- controversies before. Like we live in—I'm not getting political—but we live in a world where cancel culture is a huge thing. Sometimes I will say it's warranted, but not nearly as much as it is. You get judged by the the world of the internet long before you ever have a chance to actually say your piece. They've had issues with p- poor marketing. Uh, there was a game that got pulled in China a couple years ago because it, it featured a meme comparing their president to Winnie the Pooh, which is a big no-no over there. Uh, they recently said, we're going to put that out on our platform. They own a game distribution platform, GOG. And then they kind of caved the pressure and said, we're not going to do that. People got frustrated at that. Uh, some of the uh, marketing for cyberpunk uh, fe- featured trans people in an unflattering light. Usually, that sort of thing gets your butt kicked to the curve in our culture in two seconds. That didn't happen because of the goodwill that this company has built up. People are just kind of willing to go, eh, maybe that wasn't the best way to put it. But they've lost all of that, all of that. And I don't mean to say that as like a point towards the game or anything. I'm just saying they have breezed by situations that in our world today would collapse other com- companies. So how do you come back from this? Is there a way that they can get this game to where it was supposed to be and start to rebuild trust? And yeah, just where does CD project red go from here?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I I guess I have two thoughts on that. So the first part of that is what you were saying about um, the gaming community being accepting of them, even though there's some questionable things in their content from time to time. I think as much as people joke about like the console wars and like some gamers are toxic for the most part, I think gamers are some of the most down to earth people uh, mm-hmm. like on the planet. Like we're not going to be the person that says like, Oh, that offended me. Let me come and attack you because you offended me. We're going to be like, Oh yeah, that probably wasn't cool, man, but I just won't talk to you again. Or, Oh, like, yeah. If you apologize. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Like back to normal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like well, you made an
0: honest is- mistake. Let's learn. Yeah, how to exactly. Forward, you know, <laughs>
1: exactly. I, I think that gamers, have that in common for the most part. Yeah. So I think there's grace for cyberpunk, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's a long, hard road. And I think that they take the battlefront two route. They yeah. not, well, to an extent battlefront two, they basically scrap the game. And said, let's start from. scratch."
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and there's, and there's been a few, <laughs> so don't do that. Don't do that. There's been a-
1: but come a few- out and apologize at yeah. least. And then say, Hey, we're going to fix it. This is what's coming in the future. These are our goals. We're going to set them. We're going to say, In a month, we want the game to be playable on um, Xbox One and PS4 with minor crashes every like 8 or 10 hours. In two months, we want it to look just as nice on the the Xbox One as the Series X. You know what I mean? Yes. Working down that line, obviously not just the same, but good enough that it's comparable. Yes. Uh, But I think if they lay out those goals and go that route that... Uh, ea did with battlefront even though no one likes ea yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll it, it'll it'll be really helpful for them and they're they're n- hopefully not going to see the backlash they're seeing now i think people are upset now because there's no one said why it's happened and yeah. no one said it, it, we're gonna fix it.
0: yeah it was it was totally unexpected it was just a shock when this game was unplayable yep. like yep. like it, it caught people by surprise and in looking at it, uh, I'll draw comparisons to a few other. There's no game that can truly compare to this one because of the hype and the demand for it and everything else. But a couple games that launched were horrible and res- were responded to in a few ways. Like you said, first Battlefront Two, they basically mm-hmm. recreated the game, and I, I lo- it lost a lot of potential players off of that. But between their work and making it, you know, free for a month here and there uh, on, uh, you know. A, a, You know, Game Pass and uh, PlayStation Plus, Plus, that sort of things. It came back, and they actually made it into a good game. Uh, I also look at Final Fantasy XIV, which is a massively multiplayer online game. came out like 2013. The game, when it launched, was a mess. It's also a mainline Final Fantasy game that's an MMO, which is really weird. Do you know how they solved it? One, they went back and made the game the way they said they were going to. Two, they had a special event where they nuked the entire world into a black hole <laughs> and basically relaunched the game. But you know what? People love it now. Uh two others I will say, a positive one, uh, I'll say seconds, because I hope that this is the story for this game. The not so great one is Fallout 76. Mm. Uh, but th- now but this might be the most comparable one because Bethesda is known for their glitches. Like, and in some games it's okay, like Skyrim people loved it despite the glitches because the game itself was playable. And, you know, it's one thing to have a glitch where, you know, oh, my horse is suddenly flying or, you know, a a giant hits you and you get rocketed to the moon. Like, you know, whatever. Like, it's fun glitches. You can play around with and have a good time. And even Fallout 4 had some glitches, but it was still a good game. 76, no. It was bad. It was basically unplayable. It was an MMO. (laughs) It was an MMO that actually was not multiplayer (laughs) they added that later and like even like they had issue after issue the collector's edition was supposed to come with this nice like nylon bag and it was just like a knapsack you'd get at a giveaway at a county fair you know it was just bad and they their first response was we're sorry everything is going poorly here is this like fallout uh membership that you can pay ten dollars a nine nine dollars a year for and you know just bad response and people try to tell me now. That they fix things, it's actually multiplayer, there's actual NPCs in the game, which there weren't human NPCs, there were not at launch, and they say it's a fun game now. It's too late, they burnt way too many bridges, I'm just not interested. The flip side of that is No Man's Sky, which is probably a more comparable one to this, because it was hyped up. Uh, the studios was talking about how this expansive, procedurally generated universe was going to change everything. Worlds, Alien, there was a quest, but you could go and explore and do what you wanted to do. And I was pumped for it. It was one of the main yep. reasons I yep. bought a PS4.
1: That was the reason I bought a Series X.
0: Yeah. And it launched and it was nothing like it was supposed to be. I beat the main quest pretty quick, but I'm just looking at like this world's empty. And maybe that's the ultimate fulfillment of Bigger Isn't Always Better that I was talking about last week. But but what they do over the last four years, there have been so many updates to it. They have transformed it into a completely different game that actually plays like the game I wanted it to. And I re-downloaded it off of Game Pass not too long ago. And I love it because it's actually the game they advertised. Yeah, I will say
1: that's a comment on that game specifically. That was a game that I played. like. I bought a new system because I wanted that game. Off. Yeah, <laughs> so I was so excited for that game and I played it and it, I played it for maybe two hours and I'm like, this is awful. Like, it, I'm, not, it was. I'm not playing this. I went back and downloaded it about a month ago mm-hmm. and I'm like, this isn't even the same game. It's like, not
0: remotely the same game. It's so much better. title
1: screen looks similar. That's about the only thing I recognize in this. Yeah. Game yeah. Entire. yeah.
0: <laughs> like, like I, I went through the experience of, okay. Entry Quest is completely different. Okay, I get my ship together. I launch and go to the space station. It wasn't even remotely the same experience. There's people there. Yes, I go to the Anomaly. It's not remotely the same. You know, it's good. Yep. Now, back to Cyberpunk circling around. And CD Projekt Red does not need to recreate their game. No. The concepts there, the stories there, the execution isn't there well the execution and the concepts is the playability is not they need to work out the bugs the kink and then find a way to gain back trust in a big way and i think if they can turn this around i think people will eventually be willing to forgive and give it another go i think they've burnt every last bit of their goodwill along the way but i don't think it's a death knell I just think that it's something that's definitely going to cause some change in management above them. And it's going to take a lot of hard, dedicated work that the poor developers don't deserve because they poured their sweat, blood and tears into this. Yep. And from what I understand, they were saying this isn't ready yet. And we, we should have seen the signs coming. They never really talked about playing on last gen consoles. It was all PC, all next gen. We were hyped up, not really thinking about the fact that most of us don't have next gen consoles. We and, all
1: assume we get one. Yeah, and yes, yes.
0: <laughs> And you know, you, you assume okay, we'll take a hit in performance. Not that the game will be unplayable. So, and I about two weeks ago, one of the spokespeople for the board of CD Projekt Red made a statement. I'm paraphrasing here, but basically said that it's it's surprisingly playable on PS4 and Xbox One, and like nobody caught that at the time. Because they're like, oh, great, it works really well. No, they're just saying that the game doesn't flatline at the title screen. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it loads up and you can move around.
0: <laughs> yes, 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 and and just see, you know it it. I want this game to succeed. I really do. I was mad yesterday when I took the game back, uh, probably because it, it just wasn't what I wanted it to be. Uh, I uh, to be fair, I was also frustrated because it, you know how you can hack people in the game. Uh, that's a big feature of it. There's an enemy that can hack you back, which is totally fine and fair, except for it wouldn't show me where they were. And I keep dying every time I walk into a room, which I don't think is a planned feature of the game. It's just as, is- no, that,
1: that actually is. Yeah. So that's, that's a, so net runners are the people that will hack you. Yeah. Yeah. They hide. They're in your general area, but they hide and you can't find them unless you get a perk that shows their location. Okay. Cause I had the same issues. I was just going to like two high level areas before I should have been. There. Yeah, so yeah.
0: Yeah. For me- uh, I,
1: that was happened to be one of the things that I like upgraded first just because I yeah, was yeah. curious. I, I was like, in, what does that mean? I was
0: in the third main mission. <laughs>
1: yeah, you should have got. I mean, I played, well, I played the main mission until I could go into the free room and then I played side jobs for probably a good five hours. So I was pretty far in before. Yeah. 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 So I guess I had an advantage, but
0: I, I was trying, I was, I was on a mission in the very beginning, you'll you'll know what it is, but without spoilers, uh, you need to get a robot back. That was supposed to be delivered to a yeah, gentleman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you have a number of ways you could do it. You can go in guns blazing. You can just buy it flat out. Or there's a way that you can uh, work with the corporation that it got stolen from and give them some uh, money that has tracing built into it. I went that route, which is totally fine. That
1: was what I did as well. But they
0: realized the money was, uh, was spiked. Everything shuts down, and you have to escape through the factory you're in. But I climbed through. I hopped down. And every time, because I couldn't sneak through the room, I tried. And I just walk in, and no matter how, as soon as somebody saw me, I was dead. Just instantly dead, and it pops up and says, You can track where this person is. And it wasn't tracking, it didn't tell me that I needed a perk for it. <laughs> and I'm just like, Okay, after everything else, I just I'm done. And at that point, I'm assuming it was another glitch because I had had like seven glitches in my four hours. One yeah, crashed,
1: might have soft locked your, so, yourself into that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's just <laughs> rip. <laughs> So, um, and also, and also, don't let me neglect something I've talked about a lot the fact that they put sequences into the game that can trigger seizures, and then it warned <laughs> yeah, you people that. about that.
1: <laughs> which, that's, that's, a, that's a sketchy thing to do. Yeah.
0: So, uh, as far as accessibility and gaming goes, which was our other topic last week. Somebody should have caught that yeah. <laughs> or at least put a warning in other than the general two second warning games can cause seizures that pops up in the front oh of every God. game. <laughs> There's games can trigger seizures and we base this brain dance device off of something that actually is meant to call seizures.
1: Yep.
0: Maybe be aware of that or turn it off. Anyway, all of that to say is that the game launched in a busted state, unless you're playing on a high end PC, I am so sad. They're getting the backlash they deserve. Not the, not the makers of the game, but the higher-ups. And I really want them to turn this around so that everybody can have the experience Nate had with it. Because when this game works, it's almost everything it was supposed to be. But when 60 or 70% of your player base can't access the content on that level let alone a workable state, that's a huge issue. Yep. And it's it's never going to be as big as it would have been if they had addressed this before launch. I wish they would have just said, hey, it's not ready yet for everyone. We're going to delay it another six months. We know you're sick of it. Give people some sort of thing to thank them for waiting. But I think the frustration over a fourth delay with full honesty, would have been far less than the backlash they're dealing now. Almost $2 billion of stock losses, people returning the game in mass, and having the dishonor of being the first major game to be pulled from a console creator's store for being unplayable. That's bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, the one of the things I will say, though, content-wise there's not a single thing they need to fix in the game like story perfect oh yeah, the, the visuals part it's honestly it's just the buggy bugginess of the game that, that irks people i they put all their developers on that they get it done quickly i think there's a chance that this could turn around somewhat fast for them i mean even if they push small updates at a time just to fix minute things and work their way up to getting everything done um i think that would be huge yeah um and i mean honestly there's they they talked about developing multiplayer and they said it'd be ready ready by like 2022 yeah forget multiplayer yeah. it's an it's an rpg don't worry about multiplayer right now if you want to do that come out with a separate game yeah and base it off of this but like honestly put all your developers on fixing the game you can probably get it done and if you're rushing and having everyone do nothing but that probably what six weeks you think jeremy Eight yeah weeks? yeah i to I, so get it to a playable state at least yes
0: and then i'm going to go back and buy it when it's on sale for 40 bucks because yeah. so they're trying to win yeah. back goodwill. and yeah my my, my truly final thing like uh, which i i think i've said this is my final thing twice now and that's a pet peeve when i make a sermon for my other job <laughs> land the plane no uh a lot of people have compared this to the flight of Icarus, the Greek myth where the guy flew too close to the sun, the wax melted, and he plummeted to his death. Uh, also, flight of Icarus is a killer Iron Maiden song. Uh, that being that being said, I don't think it's quite that instance. I think they flew high as Icarus, but I don't think the issue was they did, got too close to the sun. I don't think they put on sunscreen. I think <laughs> I think they're just chilling on a beach because everything was made well. But the execution wasn't there. The polishing wasn't there. The making sure it ran smoothly wasn't there. And they needed to figure out how to balance that, how to fix the bugs, how to fix the crashes. The game obviously works. And it works better on the higher-end PCs and the next-gen consoles because of the extra processing power. But without cutting corners of the content and the ideas... If they had another few months, they would have been able to smooth this out. And I think they will. It's not an issue of, it was too grandiose an idea. It was an issue of they were rushed out of the gate and they made promises they couldn't keep that forced them into that situation. If you had said from the start, hey, we're pushing it back into 2021, no issue. People would have been like, ah, crap. It's okay. Ratchet and Clank, God of War, you know, everything else is coming out. It'll come out in the middle of all that so that is my rant and my regrets and my hope for cyberpunk 2077 a great game when it's able to play the way it's supposed to and a great disappointment for everyone else so here's hoping i can come back in six months and do an episode maybe bring nate back on about here's how cd project red got themselves out of this grand mess and didn't turn into Bethesda, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which got bought by Xbox. So uh, Microsoft now has Bethesda. So uh, good things in the future there. That is true. All right. Well, we went a little longer than I was intending, but it's okay. I think the topic deserved it. So we are going to wrap up this episode of the Hall Gaming Podcast. Nate, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Check out Nonsensical Podcast. Uh, It is on iTunes. I think you're on Spotify as well. Uh, And if you are in the Goon Studios Discord, you will see all of us there. So, Nate, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on.
0: Awesome. Uh, We will see Nate again in the future, most likely. Uh, Otherwise, don't forget to uh, subscribe on iTunes, leave a review. It is a huge help to us. Uh, When other people see that you're enjoying the content, uh, it's just a huge boost to us. And do the same thing for Nonsensical. So thank you again. Uh, We will be back next week with a new episode. In the meantime, you can drop by my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash 68 We've been playing through uh, Final Fantasy VII and some other random games going through my uh, back catalog of stuff I got for free through uh, live and all that. Uh, But yeah, other than that, I will see you next time. Bye.